0: Welcome back to Scene
1: 2020. Before we get started, don't forget to follow or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow us on Instagram at scene underscore 2020.
0: We're so happy to have you here. Hey Scene 2020 listeners, this is just Alice jumping on to let you guys know that this episode of Scene 2020 includes discussions of mental health, depression, suicide, sexual assault, harassment and abuse. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode
1: of Scene 2020. I'm Alice. I'm Nicolette. And uh, this has been a big week. Uh, we had International Women's Day on Monday. Mm-hmm. We had the big uh, royal family in crisis. Uh, quote-unquote, interview with Harry and Meghan on, was it Tuesday? And then... I think it was Monday. Oh, was that Monday It was a big Monday. I
0: have no idea. I just want to note, we're saying that it's been a big week, but it's It's Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Wednesday. Um, Well, so who knows, maybe by the time you guys listen to this on Sunday night, Monday morning, there'll be like... Other developments. Tons of new news that we've just we're just behind the times
1: on yeah but that's right it's a strange um collision in one week where we have what's supposed to be a celebration of women on international women's day and then we have all of these other stories about um you know everything from that interview and the way that megan has been portrayed in that to um what's happening in parliament in australia at the moment to any other number of countless stories well, it definitely
0: would have been hard to get through this week without having had some headlines about. Is it Megan or Megan?
1: I'm saying Megan. Megan. Like That's the right, way Drake and Meghan Josh and say it. Yeah.
0: Um, without seeing a bunch of headlines about Megan and Harry on your social media. Mm. Um, and probably without having formed some kind of an opinion on what's been going on in that area. I know probably a lot of you haven't engaged, but I feel like a lot of people, even if they haven't engaged, they still have this, like, like you know, either you roll your eyes or you yeah. kind of are like, oh, I feel kind of bad for them, but I'm not that interested.
1: Yeah, you've heard through, like, fire osmosis through the zeitgeist of discussion. What's exactly. Happening. And yeah.
0: it's a pretty polarising topic. It's very divisive. Um, and I do probably just want to say that, like, whatever we talk about here, we're not really going to, express too many opinions on whether we think like they've done the right thing or whether we think that everyone involved are good people or whatever. I think Mm. it's more like the focus of this episode for us is about the media Mm. and the way that the media is dealing with like women particularly. Yeah, Um, And this is a pretty
1: like prime example of that. Yeah, I agree. It's about their portrayal, the way that women are painted in media often um, and how it can be problematic.
0: Definitely. So my my neighbour I I was about to say her name but I won't Um, my neighbour downstairs who I recently Facebook friended she's an older woman Mm. and she posted an article to her um, Facebook page from Spiked and it was titled The Unbearable Victim Complex of Meghan Markle and the first line was the Oprah interview was an emotionally manipulative manipulative performance designed to consolidate Harry and Meghan's power. It went on to say that they implied that the monarchy was a cold cut-off racist institution that is so bereft of basic human feeling that it drove a youngish sensitive woman, Ms. Markle, to contemplate suicide. It was Diana's chat with Martin... Bashir on mm-hmm. steroids a clash of royal houses worthy of a George RR R. Martin story it was also a grotesque spectacle emotionally manipulative self-obsessed and a clear attempt by Harry and Meghan to position themselves as the king and queen of victim politics
1: right we got some heavy claims there that's a lot it's a lot I will say before we jump any further when we say that this topic has been divisive in this interview, it has been across generations. Yes, and generally the older generation tends to not so much side with the crown, but they I think of the opinion well, why did they air the dirty laundry? Um, mm. Why talk about her feeling the way that she did? The fact that she was suicidal, that she was depressed, that she didn't seek like couldn't seek help um, and didn't have any of that delivered to her, Mm -hmm. um, why bother? Like, you've left the royal family and you should just leave it at that. Whereas the younger generation, I think we are far more receptive to stories about mental health. We haven't stigmatized it. Yeah. I think that we're a lot more open to hearing people's stories, whether that's for right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's interesting about the victim complex though, because when you see social media these days, like being vulnerable online is a way obviously to garner people's support for you. And it is part of building a brand. But I think when you go and make this kind of claim, where it is about mental health and suicide particularly, that's, it's hef- it's a hefty claim. It's what you said before, it's a lot. Mm. Um, and personally me watching that, I like that's not a claim anybody would make lightly, I don't think. No. Um and so to go and say that she's being manipulative is it doesn't sit well with me. But also the fact that it's she is being manipulative. Yes. Harry was there on the interview too. Yes. He was there. Yeah. Oprah also was there and framed questions in a particular way, however that was. The interview was shot in a certain way, like coming from a media background. There's a lot that goes into this and yet mm. everything has now fallen on Megan. Yeah. Are you kidding me? As it always has.
0: And I think that there is this thing in, in the media of as soon as a woman makes a complaint, mm-hmm. oh, she's manipulative, she's playing the victim. It. I'm um, sorry to say this, but, like, we see it a lot even outside of the media. We see this a lot just in our everyday life, a lot of, mm-hmm. like, behaviour of, like, you know, in certain, like, relationships, like, not great relationships. Like, people are very quick to call women emotionally manipulative. Or crazy. And crazy and emotional and playing the victim mm-hmm. and this, this and that. It's, it's so... Um, it's almost like a default when we yeah. see a woman make a statement about something that she's gone through. And Mm -hmm. I think, in this case, you're right. Like, you would not, you would not go, I I believe, (laughs) I'll caveat this, but I I just do not see why a woman that has been so horribly attacked by the media would volunteer herself to go and talk about being suicidal and her her darkest moments with an ulterior motive. Like, I just don't know what she has to gain from this. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's the money. The interview was $12 million. Um, wasn't... Okay, I have a question about that because mm. they did say at the start of the interview that they weren't getting paid for it.
1: Interesting, there you go.
0: That was something that Oprah said, She like, as soon as Megan sat down, she was like, just going to clarify, you're not getting paid
1: for this, right? And she was like, yeah, that's correct. There you go. So, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's true then. I, yeah, we don't know. But... I think, like, the fact that that's even speculated and it's, like, for money, it's, again, going It's going back to the whole idea of she's the gold digger of the crown, which that, that inverted commas, gold digger phrase has been thrown around constantly. Yeah. And that's frustrating because, again, it's manipulation. And, again, it's taking
0: advantage and of that. Also, as much as it's Meghan wanting to make money, it's Harry, too. You uh, know, he, he's yeah. been cut off from the finances of the royal family. Like, and to be honest, like... You know, I, I understand that, like, obviously, if they're doing these things for money, like, it puts a different tinge on the whole situation. But all power to them, to be, to be honest. Like, I just don't... Like, we're talking about this like we don't have, like, royal families and governments and a whole society that is based on making
1: money. I think the fact that they're calling it Megxit, like, Harry's involved, guys. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a unit here. Not only, like, a man, but they're a partnership. They're married a team sport mm-hmm. um the fact that harry made the decision with her to leave like they again did it together um it's just again she's the one being named and blamed and it's pinned on the woman yeah yes <laughs> so like she's the cause of it and she's also playing victim yeah um
0: so after the interview uh is it semi Garowal? Yeah, well. I'm, not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Sorry, guys. But she's a talk show host mm-hmm. um, in the US. And she tweeted, I don't believe a word Megan says. Not a word. She is lying to make herself a victim. She is using the race card to gain sympathy. Full stop. Evil. Full stop. Again, we're really, okay. There are so many. There are so many things yeah. wrong with this. But I'm just like, look, I personally don't. I, I think Megan has been a victim in all of this that's my personal view but I just think putting that aside this is a woman who has been subject to like undoubtedly sexism and racism I don't see how speaking out about that could possibly be deemed evil mm. you can disagree with it you can say that you think that they made an unwise choice but like evil
1: these are so such morally loaded words Yeah. yeah. also to say that it's just the Diana interview on steroids. Well, we know what Diana went through. It's in The Crown, the TV series on Netflix, and it's right there in the interview, and it's in all of the history books now. She was bulimic, she was depressed, Mm. she did not get the help she needed. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't understand if people were to say, oh, that was that interview on steroids, whether that was the way it was manufactured and produced or, like, the actual subject matter, I don't understand really how people can say, like, just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Because if you were there for the Diana interview or if you've seen it and if you understand how dark that place is and how it's meant, like, you, you need help in those moments and support, which they were not given, and I think at the end of the day, the general consensus from the two of them, Harry and Meghan, was that if they were given support, they would still be there. But I just don't understand how you can say, oh, that's just it on steroids, and they've taken that, and it's for for their own purpose of her being the victim. If you were there for the Diana interview, if you know what happened, that's not something you take lightly. No. And the fact that it's on steroids maybe should point to how devastating it's been mm. to be in that situation but that this is a rehash and it's not getting better and the system is broken in some way
0: mm. i think the i think you, I, I agree with everything you're saying but i also think that um some people would like found that interview that princess diana did quite inauthentic as well mm. right like her you know saying like I just want to be queen of people's hearts like people saw that as like very played up and what I don't, I don't really have an opinion like I mm. you know um, I, I, I just I think both these women I think both these women have gone through like extreme trauma at the hands of a particular of, institution. Of an institution yeah. exactly and I don't I don't get why we are so mad about them talking about it
1: let's let's go on that tangent. Because the fact that The Mirror In the UK Has labelled the interview On their front cover On the front page Of their newspapers This week As the worst Royal crisis In 85 years (laughs) At the same Point in time When there is A scandal At the heart Of the household About One of the Royal family members To do with Sexually assaulting Young women In the whole Epstein case As like That's problematic. You're going to go and say this is the scandal, that a a husband and wife protecting themselves and leaving a royal family is more scandalous Mm -hmm. than what has happened there and what those women are going through who who aren't even being named. No. Are you kidding? That's the scandal that you're giving that? And then the mirror as well, I'm going to keep going with this. I'm very upset about it. Um, And just, again, from a media background, concerning that this is what you're putting out into the public... Like, this is what you're publishing... But the fact that Mirror has an upcoming Megan body language special happening oh, oh, oh. where the public can ask questions to a body language expert called Believing Bruce about Megan is ludicrous, to be honest. Like, where is Prince Andrew's body language I interview? wish you guys
0: could see my face right now.
1: Like, where are the interviews of all the people Ooh. who ever did anything, like, actually criminally wrong?
0: oh i don't like it's that just at all. like
1: again there's a disbelief of women and here specifically with megan even though harry's right there alongside her she's the one that's being micro-analyzed and there's a notion that she's being so manipulative she has to be dissected
0: yes and that thing about the focus as well like why like i just don't get why we care so much i don't get why we care so much and you know in when there are
1: actual act- wrongs going on, exactly
0: just yeah. like you said, like there there are other things that should be consuming our media attention,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, I was thinking about this when I was reading that article that I referenced before the spiked one, but you know a point that they made, which i you know I hated this article, but I saw some truth in it, you know, they kind of were like um what did, what did they say? they were like, you know that." Compl- and cause they And because they were talking about their finances and like, you know, being cut off and whatever in this article was kind of like, come on, like she's wearing a four and a half thousand dollar <gasps> dress. Yeah. Like, you know, they're doing this interview in a country where like millions and millions of people have lost their job because of COVID. Like it's not very like sensitive the to the climas- and- climate of the time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I I see it. I see the point. I say it because it's showing their privilege which they do still have they are celebrities Extremely they are wealthy privileged. but but if if that is your problem
0: why is this author writing an article attacking Meghan Markle when they could be writing an article about unemployment in the wake of of um covid mm-hmm. like this is what I don't understand like if if this is actually your issue
1: like why isn't that what you're writing on yeah also, again, I'm not sure how expensive Harry's suit was. Did you get that number? Because I didn't. I've only heard about Meghan's dress. That's a really good point. Like? Yeah, Meghan was wearing a
0: $4,500 dress. She'll probably never wear it again. That's more than twice the amount that desperate Americans will give in their sti- will get in their stimulus checks to keep them afloat in the next few months. It's perverse. Oh, okay, so it's perverse than a woman is like, yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. Where are we talking about Harry and his financial decisions or also, his outfit decisions? why
1: are the decisions financially being questioned like that when we do have actual problems going on in the world? Like It doesn't... This should... We don't care. We should,
0: don't care how much a dress costs. It's, it doesn't matter to
1: anyone. Yeah. I get the point you're trying to make, but also it doesn't really make much of a difference in the grand scheme of things. Mm,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, on, on, like, a far less, you know... Current consuming note mm. um like i think taylor swift is like a huge example of a woman who has been repeatedly accused of being somebody who's played the victim mm-hmm. and i'm not really gonna like jump in, as like an, an avid swifty i'm not gonna jump into like my opinion on on that because um i actually do think in some situations she has played the victim like i I don't really care. I don't really care. This is like a repeating theme. It's just not that important to me whether she's played the victim or not. But there's been this interesting thing recently with her calling out Netflix for a sexist joke that they made. Yep, heard about it. And it's kind of revived this whole dialogue of like, oh, Taylor Swift playing the victim again. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and because there was this joke on um, what was the show, Ginny and, and Georgia, Ginny and Georgia and Netflix, um, where yep. they said, oh, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift, and. She called them out. Um, in a tweet. She called them out in a tweet. Mm. And she said um, that the joke was deeply sexist. Um, and she said, how about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horse shit as funny? Mm. Um, I, I don't think this has anything to do with Taylor Swift playing the victim. I think whether, whether you think she played the victim when Kanye West jumped on stage and whether you think she played the victim in, with Calvin Harris or with, like, you know, her old producers, all of these situations, with all her breakups, like, that, I think that's a, that's a separate issue. I think in this situation we have a woman that is calling out a very sexist joke that was made at her expense and being like, hey, this isn't okay, and tagging a big, like, you know, a big company, Netflix, and letting them know that that's what she thinks and i i just don't i don't see where the criticism is like where the
1: i don't i don't it yeah. i'm very angry like it was interesting the aftermath of that though because the actress i think her name's Tony who plays the character that said it yeah. thanks the fans for like appreciating her character as like a flawed one so That's... Yeah. I don't... I understand having flawed characters. I do. But... I don't know. I
0: don't think the actress has any culpability here. Oh, God, no. It's not her. But the writers
1: who put it together... Like... I don't know. I... Was it necessary? No. Like, look, I can actually see both sides
0: of this. I think it it is a very sexist joke. But if you've got a flawed character, well, maybe that's okay. Like, you know, we're not going to say that, like, no characters in movies can ever say sexist things because that's not how art works. Mm. But, like, I I think we just need to normalise women speaking up about unfair treatment they've been subject to and about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, sexist strokes that have been made at their expense. Like, I I don't think... I don't get why we we slap the victim label... On somebody just calling out behavior that they don't agree with. Yeah. And that has hurt them. Mm. You know, like Taylor Swift has been subject to many, many, many sexist comments and uh, like harassment. The, the
1: radio producer who, yeah, she took to court and sued for
0: $1. Yeah. That happened. Yeah, but she's playing the victim. And yeah. like, I just don't like it. I just don't get why we can't just leave. Like uh, allow these women allow Megan to come on to an interview and talk about things that she's been through that have been hard to, for her yeah. I don't get why we can't allow Taylor Swift to come out and talk about a joke that she finds very offensive mm. I I don't get why we have to label them as evil and playing the victim and manipulative because like the reality is like these headlines are targeted at Megan like Netflix writers didn't... like They made this point on, um, on Shameless. I'm sure a lot of you have listened to their episode from from this last week. But, um, you know, they made the point like, well, Netflix isn't making a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. only sleeping with women half his age. Yeah. Or only dating women half his age, wherever it is. Like, no one's making a joke about going through women faster than Harry Styles, mm. right? Like, no one's making these comments and like these things are sexist I'm sorry they are sexist yeah, yeah. and like we're so offended when
1: a woman just comes out and is like oh this ain't cool are we offended because she's speaking up rather than doing it privately and discreetly is that what people are really offended by like, or part uh, of what they're women, offended by because women aren't meant to cause a scene or just because like there's you know there's there's a more sophisticated classy way to deal with it is that why because then it doesn't really solve the issue because if somebody else goes through it and we have things like what's what's happening in Parliament, like what's happening with the whole um, sex education and consent issue at the moment with schools in New South Wales, like if you don't hear it talked about, it doesn't... It feels like if it happens to you, you're an anomaly and then you don't want to talk about it. Mm. It's like if you don't see a woman in a particular... it's It's that whole thing. If you can't see it, you can't be it. Mm. It's very difficult. Maybe you can, but like that's like a proven thing. If you don't see someone of your gender, of your race, your sexuality, whatever it is, represented, mm. it's very difficult to imagine yourself in that.
0: Yeah, and
1: I I totally agree. And I also
0: think that people are entitled to have the view that you know that Meghan Markle and Harry should have dealt with this issue behind closed doors and should it like you know I think people are in, I don't share that for you but I think people are entitled to have it mm-hmm. people are entitled to say well no Taylor Swift so should have just emailed Netflix politely and like you know I think people are entitled to think that but I don't think just because you disagree with the way that someone's gone about something warrants you
1: attacking them so like no we're very good at cancel culture these days yes yeah and there's always these divides and taking sides rather than just actually talking about the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back home. Let's mm-hmm. let's go to come to good old Australia. Um I think I'm going to put this out there. I think it is highly ironic that the same prime minister who gave an Australian of the Year award to uh, Grace Tame, who is a sexual assault survivor and advocate, is the same Prime Minister who is batting away questions about um, the current uh, allegations mm. in Parliament at the moment.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's really rich. Yeah. And I think, it, not just the Prime Minister, but I think Parliament um, and the way that they're dealing with it is not good enough. Yes. I agree. Um I am going to just quote Julie Bishop because she was on ABC with Lee Sales uh, mm-hmm. this week on Monday. What happened on Monday? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she said, "I think we need some basic and fundamental structural change within Parliament, induction programs, proper formalised training programs, and an independent complaint system, so that people feel protected and secure if they do make a complaint." Agreed. But I think when you look at Meghan Markle and the fact that she was told that she couldn't get help um, and it's inordinate what's going on out there about you with the media and then nothing was done. Mm -hmm. She said, what did she say? Um, I went to one of the most senior people to get help. I share this because there are so many people who are afraid to voice they need help and I know it's hard. Um, I know how hard it is not to just voice it but to be told no. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Diana. Diana who was dealing with postpartum depression. It gave everyone a wonderful new label. Diana's unstable, mentally unbalanced. Mm -hmm. Um, She was the first person in the family, she felt, um, that that was open with depression, perhaps. Um, And Mm -hmm. when it's the first time you're seeing it, you don't know how to deal with it. I just think those three examples alone show that the system is not working well enough to serve people who are in a position of hurt who have been abused, who are mentally unwell Mm -hmm. because of the circumstances in which they find themselves. And I think Harry said it quite well. Um, Oh, gosh, where did he say it? Hang on. He said um, about the family's lack of emotional support and enduring the pain of mental health that the family said to him, basically, this is how it is. This is how it's meant to be. You can't change it. We've all been through it. And my question to that is, does that make it right that it continues? Yeah. Because no. this is... <laughs> big no. Because this is clearly not just happening in the UK and not just happening right now. It's happened in the 90s, in the 2000s, God knows before that. Mm. It's happening internationally. Like, just because everybody, apparently, is going through this and has a really tough time and gets through it without the help doesn't make it right. Yeah. and and this isn't just about mental health either it's about the sexism it's about the racism just because something is the way it is doesn't make it right like how can you better the system to make it work for more people in a more efficient more effective way yeah i think is the question we have to ask i think as well like i'm currently taking um like an ethics course as part of a law degree. I know you've you've already taken it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this same quote was posed to you, but we were talking about, um, again, uh, sexism in the workplace, basically, and Mm -hmm. whether it exists and to what degree and how is it dealt with. And um, there was a quote from Justice Carolyn Simpson, who is um, a judge in Australia, and the quote was, uh, to those young women contemplating a career in the legal profession perhaps with judicial ambition don't be daunted the obstacles are there your challenge is to surmount them to adopt and adapt the message of the former president of the United States yes you can oh she's American yeah yes um, but she also says um, basically that you are going to have to navigate things that your male counterparts won't have to Yes. but you can still do it and the question that was posed to us when we were given this quote was, "Does that make you feel hopeful?" Mm. And I'm, I'm, I have my feet in both camps because on one hand, yeah, it does, and clearly she did make it. But then you hear, again, Julie Bishop saying that we need more women in parliament, and I actually don't know when that speech was given. I'm assuming mm. not too long ago, mm. but long enough ago that. We could have made some strides in this area, and yet here we are, and women are still not being believed when they 're coming forward six women by the way, when we consider the allegations in Parliament at the moment against a particular individual yeah six, and that 's still not enough, and it feels like there aren 't power in numbers no. when we come forward with an allegation, so why would there be power in numbers when we 're in parliament
0: no and yeah, and you 're right, and then we 've still got this dialogue of. Oh, um, it's going to be really hard. It's really hard for women, but like don't worry, you can do it. you can do it. And it's like, oh I guess, I guess that's nice that i that I can do it. It's nice that that this person thinks that I'm strong enough to do it, but like no one is is talking about ways to make it less hard. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, you think I, I know I can, but at what expense? At what cost, yeah at what cost? Because this is what we're seeing, that the cost is great.
1: Yeah. The cost is very great. It's mental, emotional, can be abusive sometimes. Yes. It's dangerous in yeah. more ways than one. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just in law or in media. It's a lot of workplaces. Yes. Clearly. It's a lot of society, it's,
0: clearly. It's, it's be- being in the world as a woman. Yeah. Is, is, is still
1: dangerous. And I was so like, I don't know... I almost felt like a while ago, like a couple of years back, like it was good, we're good. We're going to be okay, like things are getting a bit better. I don't know why. And then this stuff happens, and it happens so often. Mm. But I think having all of this kind of just slodged into a big a, a tidal wave, hasn't it? Yeah. Big tidal wave. It's just like this is this is not okay. We have so far to go, like mm. and it is disheartening as a woman. yeah. And as someone who knows women, as someone who may raise a woman one day, like what kind of world are we bringing the next generation up in? Let alone living in ourselves.
0: And and it's very scary in a society where the media holds so much power mm. that the media does not seem to be on our side.
1: No, I agree. Yeah, that's, I, that I will scares say me. the media has with. Um, if you guys haven't heard, um, this ex-student in um, New South Wales, her name's mm. Chanel Contos, has, uh, she started a, posit- a petition, and that's now being turned into a New South Wales government petition um, to get sexual education about consent and a whole bunch of other things going, um, at, like starting a lot earlier in schools. I think the media has been really good about jumping on that mm-hmm. and reporting on that. But again, the amount of testimonies that you can go onto her page and read mm. the amount of women so in some cases girls when it happened to them mm. who have gone through this crap like just unbelievable situations who, who should not have had to go through that
0: mm.
1: it's not okay
0: No.
1: it's not okay
0: No.
1: and we do have to do more
0: mm.
1: and I think that um, the system has to change. I don't like again. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. But the fact that the people in power are just kind of batting questions away, or you know, are happy just kind of answering a few interviews about it and then you know letting it dissipate, it's yeah. not good enough. No, it's not. Um, and I will say, I'm reading. I'm reading Matthew McConaughey's book called Green Lights at the moment, and I am loving it. And I will leave you on a, a quote um, that I read last night. And in general terms, he basically says that we might not all be born with equal circumstances, but we should all have equal opportunity mm. and I really like that
0: I like that too mm. yeah okay, well, let's hope that um this next week brings some more positive news
1: some yeah some more um positive changes
0: yeah, hopefully yeah, definitely
1: um hope you're all well yeah. and holding up okay and um do, do something good this week to change something for the better
0: yeah have one one difficult conversation yeah. i don't
1: know sign one petition do something have, have, have a good chat with someone about something